Welcome to another edition of Tournament in a Tea Break. I'm Ros Sattar. Chris Sattar, bonsoir. And here's Mert Artunga. Wow, we are, we're Ooh. actually... Ble- <laughs> Who is this guy? Um, we are actually a little bit giddy at being joined by Mert, who's one of the most um, brilliant technical writers I've ever seen, and I'm going to be picking his brains about an idea for a playing-style section uh, very soon. However, the three of us have all got together to assess uh, day seven, the, the end of the first week, Wait, you cry. What do you mean the end of the first week? Surely it's Sunday. But no, no, <laughs> no. we say, because don't forget, we, uh, we start on a Saturday with a third of the draw, with a third of the first round draw. So whilst it feels to us like we've been here forever, it is only actually seven days. So we're at the end of the first week, uh, the end of the first of the third round matches. Is that right? Yes, it is right. We got round of 16 bolt draws. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's exciting to look at to look and see where we've come and see some of these strange yeah, names. Yeah, it's the second of the round. Bolsova. Yeah, there's some, there's some good stuff. Is that well, even how you pronounce it? Bolsova? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Ridiculous. But um, anyway. Qualifier into the round of 16. Three teenagers on the WTA side. We'll oh. get to that in a minute because, of course, the biggest news of the, of the day was um, Sophia Sonia Kennan bouncing Serena Williams out in straight sets, no less. Uh, it was uh, a match that we expected there would be much feistiness and fist pumpery, uh, and there was. Um, and we expected that maybe the Serena rule would come out at the beginning of the second set after she dropped the first set, and it did. But it wasn't enough this time for a miracle comeback. It wasn't. So, yeah, Serena out. I mean, actually, for me, you know, Svitolina was a shock. Pliskova was a shock. This really didn't feel like a shock. The only reason that it's a big talking point is because it is Serena Williams. Yes, and also one one thing to to add here too, in a lot of t- in a lot of these matches when these young younger players play a legend, uh, they tend to sometimes calm calm down or maybe not be as uh, pumped up or yelling "come on" at every opportunity that they can. Uh, but in this case. Um, uh, Sophie Kenin just continued the same way she always does. In other yeah. words, she didn't change her demeanor. She she came out believing that she was going to win. And I agree with Ross. Uh, this is not exactly a surprise at the level that uh, that uh, Pliskova losses, for example. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say all true. But I got to admit, I'm silly, and I really thought Serena was going to win this match. It took me about three, four games to figure out that, yeah. Sophia Kennan is, is like he's come, has come to play today, and she put forth an amazing performance and so much fire. She had the crowd against her. She basically just ignored that. I think mm. that would have rattled a, a, a lot of different players. Maybe every time she went to check a ball mark in that match, she was getting booed. But but I mean, but it didn't seem to bother. But here's her. the thing. I mean, I've seen it all now. A, a, a Parisian crowd cheering for Serena. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I think it's because slams like their champions. Wimbledon is very much beloved of their champions. Uh, I remember people queuing around the block to see Amelie Moresmo in the dying embers of her career when she was like bounced out onto, I don't know, court 18 or something. But people will queue for ages just to be able to see a Wimbledon champion. Yeah, players who have had success for a while become familiar with the crowd. and, And they come year in, year out and they see the same player. They learn to appreciate their shots. They want to see it again the next year. Oh, I want to see that forehand again, that serve again, and so it goes. Maybe, maybe they also perceive Serena to be the underdog in this match because she was down a set, she was down a break, and she was in all kinds of trouble. And you know, yeah, 
I mean, who doesn't love Serena? And she's embraced the city. She's embraced. Um, she's embraced Roland Garros. She's a three-time former champion. Yeah. And you know, you want to see her be a part of the second week. So in that sense, it's disappointing. But hats off to Kenan. I'm not. I mean, I'm not. In, I'm not Im- immediately shocked that it was um, a, a surprise. I mean, you know, she's very match shy right now. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's quite funny because she joked that she might um, squeeze in a. Uh, a grass tournament. The only grass tournament she's ever played in the lead up to Wimbledon is uh, Eastbourne, once in 1998 uh, and then again in 2011. So maybe we are due an, a perform <laughs> an appearance. But, but, um, but, but I do believe she, she she's uh, she's although she said herself we don't know how serious she is, but she does need match play. Yeah, she's, she really uh, does. I, I don't. I, I'm not sure how much further players can carry this. Um, you know how much further she can carry this limited play every year mm. and still continue to. Uh, to have the same success she's had before, so I don't yeah. think I, I certainly don't think she can in Europe. Um, I think she can get away with it to a certain extent in. Um, oh I think she can get it to a certain extent in uh, the States because she plays more in the States. Um, but as soon as she gets to the U.S. Open, those nerves kick in and, and she's she's crippled. So I, I, I don't know. I, I fervently wish she gets 24. Yes. I, but I I'm beginning to. Me too, but, I'm but, at, to fear. but at the same time, let's remember that this is on clay, so she doesn't, she may not win as many free points on her first serve sure. that, that she does on grass and hard. So, you know, now that this is fresh in our mind, we may feel that way. But let's see how what happens when we get yeah. to Wimbledon and US yeah. Open and faster surfaces. It, it could just be the perfect warm up for a, for a nice Wimbledon run for her. I mean, we know we know she's capable. She's a finalist last year. And she wasn't in playing as well probably as she is now. But but I, I thought she'd be better sooner. And, and you know, I'm still a little bit perplexed by it all, and worried that what we're gonna. But perplexed is good word use. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't um, know. I don't know. She, I mean, she, I, Kenning was by far the better player today. And yeah. It's strange to say that and to see that. No. I mean, she was hilarious in press. She was utterly giddy, <laughs> giddy as a lamb. Um, you know, she's gonna have to come down because Ash Bartley is going to be a completely different kettle of fish. But we'll, we'll jump. We'll jump to that a little later. Of course, the other news was that world number one and top seed. Naomi Osaka went out shortly after I got onto Love Sport Radio saying that I was a firm believer and strangely in the Osaka court for a deep run here. So I'm going to have the mick ripped out of me something chronic tomorrow uh, for pinning my hopes on Osaka. But again, you know, she hasn't had uh, an easy ride. She's had to battle her way through and there was no miracle comeback. And what struck me was that she said, um, I... I think actually losing was the best thing for me. Um, you know, this insurmountable winning run that she'd had, the pressure of coming in as a number one, the pressure of coming in as a top seed. Lots of lots of things were weighing on her on her little little shoulders. Yeah. Um, I think she'll be better for it. I think the next time she comes around to do this, she'll be like, right, bring it. And the next time, how? Excuse me, Mert, but the next time she wins 16 straight Grand Slam matches? Because I don't know. That's well, she's not an go, easy next time. But she's probably going to go into Wimbledon, <laughs> I would say, as the top seed. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I think it's going to have to take something pretty monumental for, for it to... For her not to be the top seed. Also, the way she won her first two matches, I, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm going to speculate here, but I'm assuming the way she won her first two matches drained her mentally quite a bit. You know, she, she had to she had to battle through, uh, she had to battle coming back into the match. So, the, yeah, there's the physical aspect, but uh, with all the pressure that she talked about herself, you know, having, having put on her shoulders and then to win her first two rounds that way, 
She might have come out a little bit uh, half tank in the mental department. Well, she admitted yeah. that she'd had a headache for the first couple of matches. She admitted that, you know, it, it had been draining. I mean, for me, she demonstrated a champion's mentality. For sure. For the I way that it. she came out. Um, so I was a bit surprised by this. But Sinihakova can spring these kinds of surprises. And as Osaka said herself, you know, you, she said, you know, you guys understand it because you see it all the time, but there are people that will be kind of, oh my God, what kind of one, number one are you that you lost to some player ranked so far below you? But they have good days too. The difference between a Siniakova and an Osaka is that Osaka has learned to be a lot more consistent. Siniakova still wears her heart on her sleeve. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a tremendous win for her. Um, Absolutely. But, you know, it's... At the end of the day, it's on a surface that is not that doesn't lend itself to Osaka's game. Again, I don't see this as as much of a shock. No. Can I make two quick points on this one? Yeah. One. When was the last time we saw a doubles number one beat a singles? I number know. One in, I in saw a grand that. Slam. And two. I don't think this is anything about Naomi Osaka as a player or as a player on clay. I think it was all about the pressure she felt and how it just sapped her and was a heavy weight on her shoulders yeah. and took her down. That's why she didn't make it through this tournament. And so I think she'll have to, in the future, think about alleviating that type of pressure and playing free. She said she didn't feel free, didn't feel comfortable at all in this tournament. That's why no. she's out. Is that, is that also, though, can we really say that that was unexpected she's still very young she all of a Absolutely. sudden won her first two majors in a row right and yeah. uh, and, and and at that age that's a lot to put on her and let's not be so surprised that she has a letdown here at the no, end of the day right? i mean Absolutely. nobody yeah. has won a third major after winning their first two not Never. not you know so you know it's, it's not like she's having to live up to to somebody that's done it before yes. and she's very young and she and she grow I, I found that she's grown from all these experiences and i will be very interested to see what she's like on on grass mm -hmm. the only thing that worries me is that she's gone, kind of got this mentality she had it in stuttgart where it was like i've never really liked playing here stuttgart's different it's a it's a horribly slick uh clay indoors there's none of the sort of um the leveling factors like the weather and the and and conditions around to to to, to deal with it's all indoors and it it's like an ice rink um and she's always injured herself and she's always had that in the mind like whenever i come here i always hurt myself i, I hate i hate stuttgart because i always hurt myself um could you not just skip it <laughs> well, she she could. I mean, it is it's not a mandatory premiere. Right. Um, and then the other thing that she sort of said, well, she was kind of a bit half-hearted about the grass. So let's see what she's like on the grass. But you know, props to Sienna that was that was a, a decent run. And props also to Simona Halep. They do say that sometimes if you're playing a wounded player, it's actually somewhat harder. And interestingly enough, Halep was like, I knew it was going to be tough. Uh, and uh, Tarenko changed how she played, wanted to shorten the points. That's because she basically had one leg um, and couldn't move and was all but pivoting on one leg around. Um, so at the same time, that's also a bad bad matchup for uh, for yeah, it's a Terrible matchup. So match even if, even if uh, Surenko didn't want to shorten the points, even, in fact they played seven times and she lost her all seven times. And in some of those matches, she did not try to play short points. She tried to play longer points. But the patterns that she likes to play, she does not like uh, Simona's down the line accelerations. It puts her off. It, it, it puts her on her back foot and have to stretch and hit. Her first step forward perhaps is not as as. Uh, as explosive, and when when Simona hits the short cross courts or angle cross courts to the to the sideline singles line, that's a tough ball for Serenko. And on top of that, just like you said, not being 100% uh, yeah. on her legs definitely compounded the problem. It was the first time though I, I saw Halep 
playing like a champion. Well, that's not fair actually, because she came back. <laughs> she came back from her other rounds and 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 had that champion's mentality. But that's the first time I looked at it and I thought, now I think you've got a bit of confidence in in your in your game. Um, and she admitted to me that she had like a lot of nerves. Um, you know, it. I think it's beginning to hit her the enormity of defending your first slam, mm -hmm. um, which is no bad thing. It's very I think. Normal. I think I think that's fine, but Halep was looking pretty good. You think the enormity of her amazing draw has hit her yet? She's got Swiatek next, and and the winner of Anisimova and Bolsova after that, and then even the top quarter up there isn't looking too tricky for her. I feel like she's the favorite to make the final. Yeah, well, talk to me about um, about Teen Heaven. Yeah, I'd love to talk to you about Teen Heaven. Three teenagers in the round of sixteen: Evrolin Garros, Amanda Anisimova. Iga Swiatek, and the other one is Marketa Vondrusova. And my stats tell me here, my statistician, my statistician is emailing me telling me that it's the first time that we've had three or more at Roland Garros since 2008. You know who those four were? Four uh, players. Kvitova, uh, Radwanska, Azarenka, Wow. Wow. And the first time we've had four teenagers in the round of 16 at a major since the 2009 U.S. Open. Guys, take a look at that. Kv Melanie Udan wow. was one of the four. She's out of the game now. Yanina Wickmeyer, I remember that run as well. Wozniacki and Kvitova. So, I mean, special times. Good to see the teenagers doing good things. I don't know how far they'll be able to go, but... I, mean, I would I would advise anybody listening to this to to, to try to catch Halep Sviatek. Sviatek is a very very impressive player. Whether she 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 pulls she pulls a huge upset there or whether she loses in a routine match to Halep doesn't matter. Watch her game. It's one of the most promising. Uh, Okay. And we're talking tennis about styles that I've uh, that, that I've seen in a long time. Really, we're talking Iga about last year's girls singles champion at yes. Wimbledon. And how is in Mert, How has she watched, been able um, to progress so quickly? Well, I here? watched all, most of our matches last year in the juniors, and she's got uh, she's got the type of game that uh, where she doesn't uh, she doesn't depend on just one A game plan. She can she can have two or three A uh, A game plans, meaning she can attack. She's got a powerful serve. She can accelerate her forehand. She doesn't have extreme two extreme grips, which limits her variety on her shots. Mm. She can drop shots, mm. and uh, this is a uh, this this is the full package here. I'm uh, I'm very curious to see how, where where Suiatek is going to be in the next two or three years. And didn't you talk to her? Yeah, we already found out. She's very confident. Asked her how she was able to make the transition from juniors to pro so so quickly, and she said, "Well, I've always made transitions in my life at levels of junior, and so why shouldn't I do it here?" She didn't say it in a cocky that. way. She just said, like, matter-of-factly, like, of course, you play tennis, you win. That's I what mean, I'm here to do. I think, that, but I think that's amazing because we make such a big deal out of people coming up from the juniors to, to, the, to the main tour. Um, and she's like, meh, no big deal. Yeah. So... <laughs> And the other two uh, teenagers, Anisimova, I, to be honest, I still don't have a great feel for her game, but I know she's quite good at winning matches. Uh, mm. She was in the second week at Australia, am I, am I not mistaken? I think she was. And, and I do know a lot about Vondrusova, and she's, mm. she's a real talent, and that's going to be fun to watch her play. Se seven oh, that's good. <laughs> I, I picked Vondrusova as my dark horse semifinalist with, oh. with, among, among, among each other when we were talking with the Tennis with an Accent group that, 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 I, that I write for, and... Um, Wow. Andrusso was my uh, dark horse final, final Could four. Could be right. We'll so. see. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, on to the men. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I have barely watched any of the guys. My focus has been on the women today. So uh, who's going to kick in and tell us all about the guys? I can kick you in with the match that 
probably had drew the least interest for the general viewer out there. I watched a Struff versus Chorich <laughs> from the first point all the way to the end. And this was one of the most entertaining matches that I've ever seen. And uh, I cannot believe how, and I'm not saying this just based on today's match, but I cannot believe how much improvement Struff has, uh, has made in the last seven to eight months. I'm, uh, I don't mean over the last few years, just in the last seven to mm. eight months. And uh, the fact that he can beat Chorich on his favorite surface yeah, yeah. Is, a, is, a, is a bona fide win. Nobody should, uh, should diminish that win at all. And, 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 the, and the irony is it's not that big a surprise. I, I, I've talked to some many friends of mine who felt that uh, Struff had a good chance to beat Chorich. But it's a miraculous win because for the, it's, it's a really strange win. Because for most of the match, the match was played on Chorich's terms. It was played the way George would like to play, and George did not play a bad match. His numbers were good. He served very well. He won a lot of big serves. And here's the kicker, and this is going to be in my write-up too, that, that I'm going to publish later. Um, Struff served 30% for serves in the final set, up to seven all, wow. and he somehow survived it. And he fell behind twice during that time. Two, three, he fell behind the break twice. Wow. During that time, and at 30%, and then from 7 all to the end of the match, 11 9, he served above 70%. All mm -hmm. of a sudden, his wow. first serve came back. But first serve for, for Struff is a major weapon for his A game plan. In other mm -hmm. words, his, his, his success depends on his first serve. And it disappeared, it just mm -hmm. went away. But he, but, but he somehow survived it, and he even broke back twice to stay in it. But guess what he did? When he was down two break points at 4 all, he made a first serve. He served an ace, and he made a one-two punch with a great first serve. So he, he was clutch. He was clutch, but he pulled off a win, and uh, I would hate to be in uh, Chori's shoes. I don't know how he was gonna, he was going to sleep this evening, knowing that he played a good match, but ended up somehow losing. coming off the court losing after four hours and 20 minutes. Oh, that's how Wait, the Germans were going nuts out there, am I right? Yes. I, uh, <laughs> in fact, they started going nuts when they first walked out. And, and I believe... <laughs> They, uh, as the as the coin toss was being, uh, as the, as the referee was uh, flipping the coin, they were already singing and chanting. So that's <laughs> that, that's how intense it was. He's not <laughs> so much fun. Well, I guess we can segue into Novak Djokovic, who cruised again, and that's Strip's next opponent. So we saw Djokovic, we saw Team both winning today, and both winning kind of in the same way they won all week. Djokovic easy, decisive. I think he's logged just barely over five hours. We don't know how much the time on court is going to matter next week, but if it does, Djokovic is in really good shape. And Team, another meander? A bit of a meander, but he's facing Pablo Cuevas, and we know how good he can mm. be on clay, and they got into a little bit of a brawl. I think Team <laughs> maybe regretted the set that he lost, but I, otherwise, from what I heard from him in press, is that he was very pleased with the way he played once but again. He, he's got good confidence, and I, like a guy like him that's so strapping and, and yeah. in such good shape, as we talked about earlier, it may not hurt him that he's had to go four sets now, three straight rounds. So he's playing a little extra tennis. Maybe he's playing himself into the best form. Perhaps. You know, maybe this is like he'll really let the animal out of the cage in his biggest match, which is, is going to be coming soon because well, we're into week two. Did we mention that? We, 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 we <laughs> will, we will. Um, I mean, it sounds like that was the only thing he was happy about because um, what what happened to poor old uh, Timmy Poos was that he was in his press conference. We, we were informed that Serena Williams was going to follow Team. Um, then the next thing we heard, because Team was due in at half past eight, the next thing we heard was Serena Williams was on her way into the interview room. Mm. So everybody gets up and Julie gallops off to the interview room where we're seeing videos of Serena Williams sitting 
in the press room and we're thinking okay that's fine um and then a wall a veritable wall of german german journalists german austrian journalists streaming across to um room number two uh so basically team was in mid question well mid answer and was told we have to cut this short and we have to move to interview to room two um and he was a bit peeved because he wanted to go and watch the Champions League final. So, so we all. So that that was a part of it as well. <laughs> and so he was with, with him. Luckily, uh, someone else may have been doubly uh, yeah. upset. Yeah, he, he was one of the nicest guys. He's, he was hoofed <laughs> out. Um, I think he actually ended his. I think then the German journalists were annoyed because I think he actually ended his press conference there because he wanted to go and watch Champions League. What's his team? He, he's a Premier League guy, right? It, is he a Liverpool guy? Team, might, yeah, I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter, Chris. You, you, this is so clear that you're American. It's the Champions League final. Final. Right, what did I say? I know, but he, he roots for one of these teams, right? No, it I doesn't know. matter. It's it the Champions matter. League final. But he roots for Liverpool, I thought. No, Are they not in it? Well, that forget a, it. We should embarrass me. That like, is a on, another, on somebody else's <laughs> podcast. It's, 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 it's like watching the Blue Ribbon event of the Olympics. Like, you it know, doesn't the, matter. Like, like the 100 meters. But you don't actually care who's running. You just want to watch this that fight. This is unfair. I'm just saying he also roots, I think, for Liverpool. Every, Dom, Why would he Dominic Team's fans are going to be so pissed at us. You, yeah. You're <laughs> going to know who he roots for because he's insane on Twitter with, with one of the teams he roots he'd for. Probably, he'd probably That's roots for your question in the next press conference. Oh, yeah. I dare you. I dare you. Anyway. I think the word that we're looking for now, ladies and gentlemen, is anyway. Um, so, looky head. A little oh, yeah. looky looky. Let's do it. Uh, right, so we are into round four, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yes, Ross, yes. you are right. Um, so what jumps out at me is um, on Chatrier, if we, if, we, if we look at Chatrier, what the, the match that jumps out to me, I'm afraid, is Stevens and Muguruza. Um, I oh, don't think Leonardo Meyer is going to be a match for Federer. I really don't think that Londero is going to be a match for Nadal. I think maybe Kanepi and Martic will be interesting. Maybe Martic will, will come through that. But for me, it's all about Stevens and Muguruza. What say you, gentlemen? The poster match, I'm, I'm, I completely agree with you, Ross. The, 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 the poster match there, the match of the day, Sloan Stevens versus Garbini and Muguruza. Oh. And, How I, do you and, that I, going? and I dare anybody to confidently pick one or the other in this match. This, is, know, a very, this is a very uh, uh, unpredictable uh, match. I mean, I've been impressed with, with Muggsy all the way through, um, but I've also been impressed with Sloane. I'm so torn. Um, I, come on. Help us, no, I, help us out of the mire, Christoph. I, could, I can't. I made a pick earlier, but it wasn't official. I'll have you guys know, and I just don't know. I'm with you guys. It's going to be a great match. I think wh whoever can can get it done, really. I mean, okay. they both have the potential to win this one. Okay. I, I believe the the, the, the more, uh, if you want to see perhaps close matches, exciting matches in terms of the scoreboard development, I believe Suzanne Langland yeah. has the better ch uh, matchups there. In fact, all four of those matches could end up being very close. They may not get to finish that. No, they may have to move some, move a match at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Be. That's a nice slate. Especially, I'm, my eyes go right to Sitsipas and, and yeah. Stanimal as a great matchup. Um, and of course, from a British perspective, uh, I think we could be in for a humdinger. If both Vekic and Conta bring their A game, we could be in for the kind of match that we saw in the second round of Wimbledon 
uh, where you know I think it finished at 10-8 uh, and this was hot on the oh, heels right. of um, of Conta beating sorry my apologies Vekic beating Conta at, yeah, and it really was so um, I think those two matches are going to be I'm actually, I might actually go out and sit and watch a, a little bit on long length I um, will Vekic has been impressive she has been good too, form so yes Okay, well, um, of course, there's no. We, they might move something on to Simon Mathieu, but I think it's just doubles. I, I do have one quick dramatic question. Ooh, will dramatic. K- w- dramatic. Will Kei Nishikori go five sets again Absolutely. and win in the fifth? Is there any other way he can advance Absolutely. in these the first weeks of uh, majors? How many, how many five sets has he had? I believe he's, he's played so far once, one five setter here. And all the rest. But, he, but, he, uh, but one four setter, one five setter, but it's his. But it's his uh, how do, how do I say this? It's his addiction to play long matches in the first week and end up actually losing in the second week, not because he plays well or good in that match, but because he's played long matches in yeah. the first week. Yeah, it's yeah. frustrating too, because I love to see him at his best yeah. in some of those big matches, but he, a lot of times he shows up sapped. So, I mean, Benoit Paire has been a guy that's confused him in the past, right? Yeah, um, and also, and, and Paire's been playing inspired stuff here. Yeah, he's been real good. Paire cares, y'all. Yeah. He does. Well, ladles and jelly spoons, I think that takes us to the end of tonight's wrap uh, of action. You have been listening to... Mert Ertunga. <laughs> Ros Sata. <laughs> and Chris Otto. i got to go because i got to Google which football team Dominic team is rooting for. <laughs> and, and speaking of care, we didn't even mention... Uh, 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 we can't even remember his name. That's no, how little for, we care. For Nini. Yeah, we can't even mention, we can't even remember his <laughs> name. That's our little we get. We'll do, we'll do that. Uh, it was great being with you guys, by the way. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us and uh, in and sort of putting up with our general rambles. Not at all. I admire both of you. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you very much. Au revoir, tout le monde. Au revoir. Au revoir.